Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No good. <laughs> that doesn't sound correct either. Live from Studio C. See ya, senor. A dimly lit room. We're deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, brand new week, pregnant with possibilities. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. I'm going to go with the United States military. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. National Guard, for a variety of reasons, which I'll explain later. Okay, I can't even guess why. Interesting. All right. Cool. It's a confluence of factors. Okay. At, uh, that could be a good general manager every ding-dang day, since yeah. that's what uh, keeps us going. How y'all doing? Excited about a new week? Huh? Ah, oh, yeah. This is going to be a good one. Gonna In be what a good one. way? In what way are you excited about a new week? 
probably going to be the week you get the big promotion or meet Mr. Yes. or Mrs. Wright. Or, oh, or both if you, you know, swing that way. Yeah, win the lottery or I don't know. Mm. Find a $20 bill and an old pair of jeans. Something good will happen. All upside, you're saying. Uh, not necessarily, <laughs> though. You never know. You never know. Might be the week you get marched to your car with a cardboard box and it all falls apart. Yep. <laughs> That's the exciting part. Well, that's the exciting part of life, isn't it? Every single day. You just don't know. Um, And uh, one thing I've learned, you better enjoy the days where things are going well because the tide can turn quickly on you. Oh, boy. Sobering. And you know how I hate sobriety. So, um, Oppenbarbie dominates the movie theaters. Oh, I was bracing myself to hear that term one more time. (laughs) It hurt more than I thought it would. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Has there ever been, first of all, two giant blockbuster hits? Oh, and, and it's Barbenheimer. Uh, you can go either way. I've seen Oh, both. no, no. You prefer Barbenheimer? You prefer Barbenheimer? I despise them both, but yes, I prefer Barbenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> um, has there ever been two blockbuster movies, and these have become blockbusters, like, like uh, wow, our movie's back again, sort of movies, that could be possibly more different. Hmm. At, the, at the going at the same time, released at the same time, battling at the same time, same theaters that could be more different. So I was actually at a movie theater over the weekend for the first time in a decade and a half. Great, Scott. and I saw the Barbie movie. No, 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 I saw Oppenheimer. <laughs> Which one did I see? It was a. Uh, was there lots and lots of pink or angst and nuclear weapons? There were a lot of nuclear explosions. So is that Barbie? Pr- probably Oppenheimer. <laughs> okay, I guess I saw Oppenheimer. Anyway, Although I, I haven't seen Barbie. I don't know. Maybe there are mushroom <laughs> clouds in it. I, I was at the movie theater, and it was hilarious. You got lots of very serious-looking people lined up, because you have to buy your tickets ahead of time, because every theater's <laughs> selling out, especially on your IMAXs. And I didn't even know there were second-tier high-res screens. I learned this over the weekend. Of course, I don't go to movies. So, you know, I've been to movies in a decade. But I didn't even know this. So the, you, got the, you got the various terms that i don't even have memorized about different quality of movies and there's like five different kinds you can go to and i chose chose one of the high def versions that are out there it's supposed to be just behind my imax but ahead of something else anywho uh got like the last two seats at the theater for that but you got all these people going to oppenheimer and you've got all the people going to barbara everybody's dressed in pink and getting their pictures taken in the lobby with like uh, a barbie background and smiling for instagram and stuff like that and it's just very oh, different crowds. I'd love to see all those people polled for which way they vote. Uh, no kidding. Well, I would like to see Barbie too. So I, I suppose there could be people that uh, that could do both. But uh, but see, so then had that Barbie people pouring out of the movie, and everybody's laughing, and everybody's having a good time, and then the people pouring out of Oppenheimer just we're all rubbing our chins and contemplating mm. uh, the the future and past of uh, humankind. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different vibe. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but I do want to talk wow. about that later as I I understand from listening to a lot of podcasts and reading a bunch of different things that it has really um uh, reignited the conversation of whether we should have dropped the bomb on Japan. A question that I just have always felt was so settled I never even think about, but it is uh it is a, a back and live and well, and recent polling shows were about 50-50 as a society and whether we should have done that because of Barbie and Ken. No, 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 no. Different movie. Because uh, because of uh, because of the movie, I do think it, I, I am very, you mentioned the military being our uh, general manager in all aspects. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing 
that we're kind of reawakening, and I think Putin brought us this, unfortunately, but kind of reawakening to the idea of, oh, yeah, countries have nuclear weapons. We have the power to destroy ourselves. We really ought to think about this a lot. There there should be a conversation beforehand, you know, because the past couple of decades, it hasn't even been on the radar at all. It's like we forgot it's a possibility. Sure, yeah. And I, and I feel like that's come back strong, thanks to Barbie. I mean, Oppenheimer. I keep getting them mixed up. Barbie. Uh, so I, I, the fact that the uh, the question about Hiroshima and Nagasaki is re-arisen doesn't surprise me. I think every generation has to confront it, and, and they have their initial, uh, more childlike reaction to the horror. And perhaps they learn more about it, get a little more perspective, and then then, then come around to the same uh, conclusion. I actually ended up in a conversation with somebody over the weekend, and it was uh, it, it ended up with a pulling at my collar. Um, uh, the, the subject of Oppenheimer came up. I said I was going to go to the movie, and then I don't remember who introduced the idea of the ad. Yeah, the, the debate is reignited over whether we should have dropped the bomb on Japan. And we were both like, I know, can you believe it? I mean, talk about something I thought was settled. And then we realized at some point, uh, I thought it was insane that anybody thought that it wasn't a good idea to drop the bombs in Japan. And this person thought it was insane, couldn't believe that there was a human being on Earth that thought it was the right thing to do. Wow. Wow. And I, and I said, and I ended with this, and I said, well, we'll have to agree to disagree. But I said, in my mind, I can't believe there's one person in a million that believes that. And they were like, wide-eyed, like, really? Like, they couldn't believe my opinion was it was a good idea to drop the bombs on Japan. I mean, they were just right. like, what? See, we need more of that. Much more of that. People from uh, an ideological bubble, and I'm not saying you are, because I know you've weighed I, I, the issue for years and no, years. I think I am. I, I, I mean, it was shocking to me. I apparently am in my own kind of bubble. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I've, I've always been aware that there are a lot of people who, who take the, uh, the attitude that it was uh, unforgivable. It was mass slaughter of, of civilians and grown terrible. Up, Grown-ups capable of holding a job. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Intelligence and wisdom are two distinct uh, you know, ideas. Well, I realize it's very insulting to those of you, I guess, who think it was a bad idea to drop the bomb. Yeah, um, I don't know why he has to be so insulting, friends. I um, just don't. I didn't realize. So, the, so then I got into it after that conversation. I thought, well, doesn't everybody agree on this? Well, no, they don't. Um, the polling, after we dropped the bombs, after Barbie and Ken got together on... No, God, I keep getting them mixed up. After Robert Oppenheimer invented <laughs> the bomb and we dropped it on Japan, um, uh, the polling immediately was 85% of Americans thought it was a good idea. It wasn't as high as I thought it would be right at the time. But it has gone down, 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 down over the years, and it's now about 50-50. Yeah, yeah. The only grown-up argument I will entertain on that topic, having s- spent most of a lifetime looking at it and thinking about it and studying it, is that some sort of massive, mind-blowing test of the bomb in public, calling Japan's attention to our mind-boggling powers, might have been enough to get them to surrender. Most serious, uh, you know, students of uh, Imperial Japan disagree completely. Well, I. I uh, have taken in a bunch of debate about this over the weekend. I can tell you the retort to that particular angle is pretty strong. We dropped one bomb on a city, killed whatever, 200,000 people in the flash of an eye, and they still didn't surrender. So we right. demonstrated the bomb in their own country. They got yeah. to see it with their own eyes, and they didn't surrender. So obviously that wouldn't have worked. Here, here.
Uh, but yeah, we can get into that more later. Some of the polling around it is really interesting. And like, and like I said, I think it's great that this is, is, is re-arisen. Uh, article in the New York Times a while back that I thought was great about it. Um, just This is something that mankind should be discussing in everywhere in the world, and certainly any of the countries that have the, the weapon. As opposed to, like I said, the last couple of decades, I feel like the, the, the arsenal existed, but most people were dimly aware. Yeah, I would agree completely. Well, and I, I'm reminded of the format of Jeopardy when you express surprise that uh, so many people uh, think it was a terrible thing for us to do and we shouldn't have done it. Uh, that's, uh, that's the answer. The question, as we all know, the time-honored format of Jeopardy is, what would be the result of teaching an entire generation or two a perverse, ideological, self-hating version of history? Bing, bing, bing! Yeah, that's a good one. We should start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, July 24th, the year 2023. We are taking up arms against the sea of troubles. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's leap into action, then. According to FCC rules and regulations, here comes the show officially at Mark. No kids on the playground today, and you can understand why. The temperature here on the slide is 171 degrees. That's hot. Boy, those, those silvery playground slides. The metal slides we grew up with, man, would they get hot on a summer's day. There was something in my car the other day. I'd been sitting in the sun, and I grabbed it, and it was actually too hot to hold. I dropped it. Mm. Um, from the But the endless news coverage of the heat. Ermagerd. <laughs> Got to talk about that. What did he say the slide was? 171? Yes, sir. Yep. It's, it's too hot for your little, your little three-year-old girl's bottom. That's uh, egg frying hot, certainly. Yeah. How does mail bag look today? Of course, that would be super gross. Frying an egg on playground equipment. I mean, so many bottoms. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mail bag is uh, decent enough, certainly. We got your freedom-loving quote of the day. And we've got our text line. You can weigh in the conversation if you feel differently than uh, I just expressed myself to be about the whole uh, World War II situation. You could weigh in anything. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So here's the mainstream media take. Florida schools are now teaching, teaching that slavery was a good thing. It gave black people skills. So slavery was a good thing. That is not what they're teaching, but that is what the claim is from Kamala Harris and others. Ron DeSantis awkwardly handled it over the weekend, which probably did him more harm than good. And we've got to get into all of that coming up. Oh, goody. Electoral politics or presidential politics combined with wokeness. Something for everyone. Right. Yeah. Old Ron is not exactly clicking on all cylinders. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, in the latest polls out of Iowa and South Carolina, Trump is dominating. Anyway, stay tuned for more. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Continuing on with our series of Thomas Sowell's favorite quotes. This one, oddly enough, from Lyndon B. Johnson. I thought it was interesting enough to throw in. You know, doing what is right is easy. The problem is knowing what is right. Yeah, that's a good one. Sometimes that is absolutely true. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, life, life, fate, God, the universe, uh, they're all fans of ambivalence. They're all fans of the gray area, the oh boy. What do we do now? Mailbag. Drop us a note, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Continuing the sickening Barbenheimer theme. <laughs> In defense of the Barbie movie from Lori. I think, off. Uh, I, yes. Let me say this just in case they're going to say this. Please. I do want to see the Barbie movie because I think it's being... Com- my guess is it's being completely misinterpreted by right-wing media. I but get I could that be wrong. feeling. I'm reminded of the uh, Don't Look Up yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, which was crazy the way people reacted to that, in my opinion. Yeah. Although, remember, clickbait is clickbait. And we're being attacked is great clickbait. But anyway, because I'd heard that the Barbie movie is insufferable if you're a conservative. Uh, we'd been looking forward to seeing it, she writes. Uh, off we went. Uh, our 19-year-old daughter, husband, three teen and preteen sons. We all love this movie. It's hilarious. It's silly. It's touching and poignant. My daughter and I cried together, held hands on the way out of the theater. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some of the criticism I've seen is classified this movie as extreme woke feminism. I say bring on the feminism. This movie is all about women and what it's like to be a woman in both our world and the Barbie world. Not men who want to be women. Not women who feel like maybe they're men. Not women who need to have different pronouns and a crazy new age sexual identity to feel special. Just women. In this in this day and age of womanhood being erased, I'm so glad the movie like this exists. Tom, we bring back feminism so we women don't get our identity completely washed away. Sincerely, the proud owner of a bonus hole. Oh, jeez. Lori. Well, Thanks, Lori. While we're on the topic, not to take up too much time for mailbag, but I, 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 my message to fellow right-wingers, and I am a right-winger, making a big deal out of the movie Don't Look Up in Barbie and acting like that's an attack on everything that is good when it is not, when it's just a nothing doesn't help the cause. There are plenty of examples, like really good, solid examples, why wokeism is something to be afraid of. Amen to that, but, and we have quite but, a few of them ready to tell But the Barbie about. movie ain't it. Right, right. Don't, don't be hysterical. Don't be right, the right, right equivalent of calling absolutely everything racist. Exactly. Uh, to the point that nobody pays attention anymore. That is exactly right. Keep your powder dry. Anyway, uh, on the topic of Oppenheimer and qualms about the bomb, Oppenheimer sure to revive uh, some debates about the end of World War II. Worth noting, the Purple Hearts awarded in Korea are for the Korean conflict. Vietnam, the Gulf War, the War on Terror, all 370,000 since 1945 were manufactured for the anticipated invasion of Japan. And there are still 120,000 left. Yeah, like I said, I got some interesting stats on that whole thing uh, for the argument. I highly recommend Oppenheimer. I can't believe it was a, uh, there was a three-hour movie, a history movie, that I could, I needed to go to the bathroom but didn't want to get up because I didn't want to miss a second. Wow. So did you just let it go or what? I whizzed in my pants, yes. Oh, why why oh, did you have oh. to put such a fine point on it? Why did you have to put a finer point on it? I used at least a gentlemanly term, good Lord. So disappointing. <laughs> oh, and, and speaking of uh, history in, in the United States and our struggles against despotism, etc., I'll, I'll explain why uh, the United States military was our honorary general manager today. Okay, cool. I want I, I want to hear that. Uh, if you miss it out of the show, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus in president ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, how was your weekend? Good? Oh, glad to hear it. It was 8 million degrees where I live. That's hot. And lots of places. So Phoenix now has had uh, over 110 for 24 straight days or something like that. They're claiming it's the hottest it's been in 6,500 years. I don't know how they know that. Um, But uh, we can talk about that later. Yeah. It's hard to find any news coverage other than the heat. And I don't feel like (laughs) there's any news there. Well, doesn't it certainly, I mean, whether you buy the climate change thing or not, or that we can do anything about it, doesn't it fall squarely into the, the, you know, the grace to accept the things that I can't change? I mean, as an individual, what do you want me to do? March or, I don't know. (laughs) It's too hot to march, man. Um, Hey, uh, down with it being real hot. Down with it being real hot. We'll we'll get to that later, the uh, the news coverage of that and the realities and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, this story from the weekend, NBC reports reported that Kamala Harris intends to visit Florida this week to criticize the new school curriculum. Oh, boy. Uh, In remarks a couple days ago, she blasted efforts in some states to ban books and push forward revisionist history about slavery, and and particularly what they're doing in Florida right now. Here's what she said. Middle school students in Florida... To be told that enslaved people benefited from slavery. How is it that anyone could suggest that in the midst of these atrocities, that there was any benefit to being subjected to this level of dehumanization? So, yes, Hansen, we do need more of that because she goes on to say they insult us in an attempt to gaslight us and we will not stand for it. And the crowd goes crazy. As uh, Charles C.W. Cook wrote in the National Review, 
over the weekend about that. He said, this is a brazen lie. Uh, Charlie Cook is from Florida, so he really stays up on what's going on down there. This is a brazen lie. It's an astonishing lie. It's an evil lie. It is so untrue, so deliberately and cynically misleading that in a sensible political culture, Harris would be obligated to issue an apology. Instead, NBC confirms she will repeat the lie uh, several more times in various places in Florida over the weekend and this week. I just like the technique of starting a wildly revisionist way of teaching history. And then when somebody says, uh, can we do the old way? They say, you're offering a wildly revisionist <laughs> view of history. Anyway, reading more from the National Review uh, from Charlie Cook, I've been trying to work out how best to illustrate the sheer scale of Harris's falsehood. And I've come to the conclusion that the only way to achieve it is to list All of the relevant parts of the course in which she is complaining. So below, and I'm not going to read through it all, but below I have copy and pasted every single reference to slavery, slaves, abolitionism, civil rights, African Americans in the document. For those interested, the full curriculum, blah, 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 is here. And he goes on to point out that there are 191 references to slavery in the current curriculum, the slave trade, abolition, civil rights, and all these different things. There is at one point... One paragraph, well, one sentence, really, where it says that uh, slaves sometimes were able to use the skills they learned, blacksmiths, etc., later in life. But that's it. <laughs> that's the whole thing. I mean, that's the sum total of it. Um, DeSantis got himself into trouble by referring to it. Here's a clip from that. This is a clip 50, Michael. I didn't do it, and I wasn't involved in it. Um, but I think um, I think what they're doing is I think that they're probably going to show um, some of the folks that eventually parlayed, uh, you know, being a blacksmith into into doing things later later in life. So uh, many of my favorite Republican pundits think that he uh, should have just stayed away from that because that clip has been played all over the place on your uh, DeSantis hating media of like him standing up for the idea that slavery benefited people without any of the uh, context that I mentioned from the National Review piece about the nearly 200 references to slavery in the current curriculum in Florida and explaining the horrors of it, the realities of it, everything about it, and mentioning that in one sentence. Yeah, it's funny he doesn't have the political instincts to understand that defending the truth of that one sentence without the context. And this, again, I'm just speaking politically here to to say, you know, some people did pick up skills that they used later in life. It's just it won't play politically. You've got to say, while certainly some of the slaves acquired skills, that's hardly a trade off for the 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 horrors, the inhumanity of, of slavery. Uh, true though it may be. I mean, you've got to throw that in. But uh, if I have an overarching point about this, it's a continuing effort by uh, mainstream media and a lot of politicians to feel like that they can play play loose and fast with the idea of trying to start a race war in this country. And uh, what's the big deal? You know, we're exaggerating. We're making it sound like the... Third biggest state in America, fourth, whatever it is, Florida, uh, are, are teaching kids that slavery is a good thing. That's how evil they are in Florida. Completely a lie, but NBC News and many mainstream media outlets are perfectly fine with putting that in your head. And whatever, 
you know, what's the big harm? In how would in, how would you describe somebody willing to do that? Utterly amoral, immoral, evil, vicious. Well, I I, I suppose whipping to, up a race war for momentary political and/or financial gain that strikes me as evil. I sports, suppose I'd have to ask my usual question of I don't know how much NBC News actually knows about what is in the curriculum, or if they just took the one sentence and ran with it in the newsroom, and they actually believe what they're putting out. I don't know, but um, it is uh, it is not good. It is not good. So, and I and I wish Ron DeSantis had done a better job of pushing back. All he said is, "Look, I didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't write it." And uh, and then he did the little blacksmith speech there, and that was pretty much it. And I, I wish he'd have really laid into a defense of it, um, but or, or stayed away from it. Uh, yeah, all it takes is a wow. I'm not familiar with that, but I'd be glad to take a look. Correct. And then that particular uh, sentence, and then and then do the legwork that Charles Cook did here in uh, National Review. With all the instances of the descriptions of slavery, mm-hmm. and uh, and and put out a you know a, a sheet that could be handed around the room to anybody that wants to read it. Well, if his uh, allegedly somewhat dysfunctional campaign is functioning at all, they will have that ready by noon today. They certainly should. Uh, I'll read a little from this while we're on the topic. The list is extremely long. Um, uh, writes Charles Cook. Well, I'll get into it right after we tell you this about my pillow because my head just got off of my on my pillow just a few hours ago, as did mine. And my pillow is celebrating their twentieth anniversary. Over eighty million my pillows have been sold to happy sleepers, and my pillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their famous my pillow. So dig this: when you use the promo code Getty, you'll receive a queen size my pillow for nineteen ninety eight. Regular price sixty nine ninety eight, so it's a seventy dollar pillow for twenty bucks, and the king size is just ten dollars more. Yeah, make mine the king size, please, as I have a head the size of a college mascot's. <laughs> In addition to the special anniversary officer on the pill, uh, offer on the pillows, you'll also find deep discounts on other popular my pillow products, such as their bed sheets, ooh, so comfy, mattress toppers, pet beds, towels, my slippers, and so much more. Just go to mypillow.com, look for that radio listener square, and uh, and click on it, and use the code Getty G E T T Y. You get that fabulous offer on the queen size my pillow. Uh, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. Go to uh, MyPillow.com, click on that radio listener square, and remember the code, Getty, G-E-T-T-Y. Sleep well, my friends. Can you play that Kamala Harris uh, clip again, Michael? Incredibly indignant Kamala Harris, very upset about that. Yeah, enjoy that fake anger. Mm. (laughs) Just yesterday in the state of Florida, they decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us, and we will not stand for it. The old ING, (laughs) insulting gaslight. I I should have seen it coming. So in the National Review, Charles Cook writes, the list is extremely long in the curriculum. That's because there's a lot in there. If you're able to read it and conclude that the single reference to slaves developing skills, which I've bolded, he says, is indicative of the narrative direction of the course rather than a tiny and correct part of it, then you are beyond saving and you deserve to live your life as an ignoramus. <laughs> there is simply no way of uh, perusing this course, including that it gaslights people or whitewashes slavery. Among many, many other things, it includes sections on the conditions for Africans during their passage to America, the living conditions of slaves in British North American colonies, 
colonies, the Caribbean, Central America, and South America, including infant mortality rates, the harsh conditions, and the consequences on British uh, uh, plantations, undernourishment, climate conditions, infant and child mortality rates of the enslaved versus the free, the harsh conditions in the Caribbean plantations, poor nutritious, rigorous labor, disease, how the South tried to prevent slaves from escaping in their efforts to end the Underground Railroad. The wow, this is so complete and overwhelming that I'm like finding myself spacing off. <laughs> well, right. Well, right. Well, I could go on and on. It's more of the same. It's um, convincing. And uh, 191 items strong. It contains the word slave 96 times, slaves 23 times, slavery 4 45 times they're refusing to teach about slavery in florida schools right I, the reason i'm bringing this up is you are going to hear that a lot you've already heard a lot but you're going to hear it a lot more it's the democratic party is now the demagoguery party yeah it's unfortunate it's not good it's not good for the country no it is not if it were actually happening obviously great debate to have and uh and sure no holds barred. But if it's not actually happening, it's not a good debate to have. It's getting us nowhere other than more people feeling like the other side is evil. On the other hand, if we start a race war, we have a decent chance to swing these three districts. You can't be cynical enough about politicians. And then the other issue, of course, is DeSantis's clumsy handling of it, which is uh, uh, may doom him. Hit quickly this. The current polling in South Carolina, that's what the second primary, third contest. Trump is up 48 to 14 over to Sanders and Haley, who are tied. But uh, second place is at 14%. Trump has 48. In Iowa, the first contest, Trump is currently up over to Sanders 46 to 16. Slim Hmm. 30 point lead. And that Florida judge has said, no, the trial's not going to wait till after the election. It's going to be in May, May next year. Oh, my God. That's the uh, documents obstruction of justice. Yeah. yeah, we should so get into Spicy that. times get spicier. Oh, yeah. The guy running away with it is going to be in a courtroom at the behest of the Justice Department of the sitting president. That's not a good look. Uh, more on lots of things coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. I got some great new stats we'll have to get to later on um, uh, medical mistakes. Oh. How many people get killed or maimed every year for that? It's worth knowing, but I never enjoy hearing that. <laughs> it's very cringy. The one that gets the most, always gets my attention every year when these come out is the whole operating on the wrong leg or wrong arm or whatever. Wow. You know, it's funny, as I've had a handful of orthopedic surgeries through the years, now they are so hyper-careful about it. They walk in, they look in the eye, and they say, which hip are we working on today? Say the right one. Don't you know that? we got to ask you. You're saying the right hip. The right hip is the right hip, huh? No joke. And then they take a big Sharpie, and they they put a big, uh, you know, check mark there. suppose it can't hurt. But... But but sometimes they don't do that, apparently? Or a lot of times they don't do that? I don't know. You got the stats. I don't. I don't want to hear them. Too scary. <laughs> yeah. God dang it. Well, that you know, it, it, if you're conscious the way you were in those situations, sure, fine. But if you're not, I mean, nobody, nobody you know, if it's an emergency or something like that, nobody can act. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, true enough. 40 times a week, U.S. surgeons perform a surgery on the wrong person or body part. The wrong person? Now that's an issue. You're not Ed Jones? No, I'm Jim Johnson. Ooh, thanks, wow. thanks for the new knee, but I have an intestinal blockage. <laughs> right. Well, no charge for the knee. <laughs> right. So on a completely different topic, are you following that uh, that abduction, well, that alleged abduction of Carly Russell in Alabama, who reported to 911, there's a toddler wandering next to the side of the road. I'm going to stop and investigate. No, I do not. I've seen headlines on this story over and over, but for whatever reason, I just never looked into it. Well, it was it was a good, and, and I say this with all due respect to the horror of a family member being missing, it was a good hook for a story in that, you know, she called a, a relative, and then 911 said, hey, there's a toddler wandering around by the side of the highway. I'm going to stop and see what's going on. And uh, and then the phone went dead, essentially, and, and nobody saw her for days. And, uh, and and later she claimed that she'd been pulled into a car by a dude who'd used the toddler for bait and then thrown into a semi and brought to a house and had to fight for her life and finally escaped and uh, walked home to her home uh, the other day. But now the cops are checking it all out and saying, yeah, we can't confirm a single bit of this. Not only she, not only that, but she was googling Amber, the movie Amber Alerts, about a woman's abduction. And the day she disappeared, she was googling one-way bus tickets from Birmingham, Alabama, to Nashville, Tennessee. Did she have something to gain from this, or is she just a nut job? Well, it's hard to say. Now the family is, uh, you know, circling the wagons and saying, you know, she's been traumatized. She's not talking. We're not talking. The cops want to talk to her again. Um, but the uh, the cops are also saying things like, uh, I do, and she's not talked to investigators a second time. The cops are saying, I do think it's highly unusual the day someone gets kidnapped that seven or eight hours before that, they're searching the Internet, Googling the movie Taken about an abduction. I find that very, very strange. That's beyond strange. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? You remember that uh, woman in Northern California uh, who who was quote-unquote abducted and Two Hispanic women cut her hair. Uh, she was just off with her ex-boyfriend having a little walkabout, as they say in Australia. <laughs> yeah, but do you also remember, and we mocked it a lot, the woman who was kidnapped and they had a strangely specific amount that they wanted and all that sort of stuff, and we mocked that and mocked that, and it turned out to be true. Remember that one? Oh, oh in, in, uh, that was another Northern yeah. California thing. That's right, in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. It was impossible. Well, the the facts of the kidnapping were so insanely stupid, only a a moron faker would would make them up, unless it was perpetrated by a guy who turned out to be Fruit Loops. Right. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Got to admit this one where they're they're Googling movies where people are abducted and then you get abducted. Ah. Hours later. Yeah, okay. Alan, that's yeah. a little strange. Hey, yeah. uh, uh, Elon changed Twitter to X now. Are we supposed to call it X? Well, I or know the symbol the is X, the logo. It's no longer the little blue bird. Yeah, he said he, wanted to, X. said he wanted to get rid of birds. Because <laughs> they're government spies? Oh, government that drones? reminds me. So the other day, we we go to get ice cream, and we pull into the parking lot of this uh, cool uh, ice cream place, and there was a car in the parking lot that had, like, 
soaped on the back window like, you know, people do on windows. It's like, you know, go Junior Valley volleyball team. Or buy the bride a drink. Here's your <laughs> Venmo. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't seen that. Put, oh, yeah. People put the Venmo on there? Yeah, I saw that the other day. Buy the bride a drink. I don't know the bride, and she's married, so I'm not wasting my money. <laughs> anyway, this person had scrawled on the back of their car, uh, birds aren't real, in big oh, giant nice. letters, and my kids laughed so hard at that. Yes. Because we watched the 60 Minutes piece on, you know, if if, if it flies, it spies and everything like that. You're this damn was, right. This was like an $800 car parked like sideways in the parking spot. <laughs> and I think these people believed it. We were really trying to find the people. We were hoping to see the people inside the ice cream place because, I mean, they looked like crazy people. <laughs> yeah, I'd give them a wide berth. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. If it flies, it spies. Uh, much more to talk about today. Catch up for the new with hmm, on the news. That's the word. On the news from the weekend. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.